0: I've got a question for you. How many sleeps are there till Christmas? And just as a hint, it's not that number that's up on the screen. How many sleeps till Christmas? Does anyone know? Yes. Six. Well done. You knew that a bit too quickly. You didn't. Last night I practiced by counting on my fingers. You didn't eat. That's, that's terrible. That's, that's fantastic. That's great. All right. Next question. How many shopping days are there till Christmas? Two? Two? It's a trick question. It's actually the same, isn't it, these days? It's the same as the number of sleeps. So there you go. I wonder how you're going at waiting for Christmas. Um, For many children, they just can't wait. They know off the top of their head that it's only six more sleeps to go, only six more sleeps until they get to see some family members maybe that they're looking forward to seeing or getting to open up presents. Uh, Maybe you're like that. Maybe you can't wait until Christmas. Other people I speak to, they can't believe it's Christmas already. Wasn't it just Christmas the other week? Like, how on earth could it be Christmas again already? Uh, For some, this Christmas is even more a time of waiting. Uh, You've probably seen images this week of family reunions, uh, stories of people being reunited with loved ones after months or years, And maybe there's extra waiting for you this Christmas uh, because of time apart. Uh, Christmas has always been about waiting. Or maybe better, Christmas is about celebrating the wait is over. Uh, This Christmas here at church, we're going to be thinking about waiting Uh, Today and on Christmas morning, we're going to meet two people who've been waiting for Christmas. They've been waiting for Jesus, not for weeks or months, but for years and decades. Uh, And we're going to use the experience of these two people to help us reflect on our waiting at Christmas. I forgot to mention before, there are some activity sheets there at the back uh, for kids if they'd like to grab uh, those are on the, the back table at the back. What we're going to be doing today is we're going to be picking up the events of Jesus about 40 days after his birth. Uh, 40 days after the angels appeared to the shepherds. Uh, 40 days after the shepherds saw a baby lying in a feeding trough and then went and told their story to anyone who'd listen. Uh, so as we said before, the part of Bible we're going to be looking at Uh, is this part that's printed on the inside of your handout. And at the start of uh, what's recorded there, we see Joseph, Mary and Jesus come to the temple. Uh, This was something the Jewish law required. Forty days after the birth um, of a son, a sacrifice had to be offered. And as a little note, that Mary and Joseph offer two pigeons tells us they were not well off. Rich people, the law said rich people had to offer a lamb, but the law allowed poorer people to offer a pair of pigeons. So as this family comes to the temple, it would have been a pretty normal day. This kind of thing happened every day. Every day there would have been young families coming to the temple after forty, with their 40-day-old babies to offer a sacrifice. But there was a bloke named Simeon, and he recognises the significance of this moment. Uh, Simeon is a, a godly, a devout man who's been waiting. And, and this is what the Bible says about Simeon. And you can see this in the third paragraph down, which says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. Uh, now, what's this consolation of Israel? That's a big word, not a word we use every day. Consolation, it's what well, it might sound a little bit like a word we do know, which is to console. So it means to console or comfort or encourage. But what does it mean to console or comfort a nation? It says the consolation of Israel. Uh, what it means is Simeon was waiting and looking forward to God's rescue. God restoring Israel and establishing his kingdom. We just saying it before in Hark the Herald Angel, Sing, glory to the newborn king. Simeon is looking forward to God's newborn king. Now, you might hear the idea of God establishing a kingdom and that may not sound like very good news. That might actually sound a little bit, scary, a little bit worrying, your anxiety might be raised by the idea of someone coming in and establishing a kingdom. Kingdoms are normally established with armies and war. If a kingdom gets established where you are, you're probably going to end up oppressed. How can God's kingdom be good news? How can it be a consolation? God's kingdom is consolation, it's encouragement because of what God is like. God's kingdom is where wrongs are made right. God's kingdom is where the weak are protected and strengthened. In God's kingdom there is forgiveness, grace and best of all, the blessing of relationship with the loving creator of all. God's kingdom doesn't come through armies. God doesn't come to oppress. He comes in the person of Jesus in this little baby. And this is what Simeon has been waiting and longing for, the consolation of Israel in the coming of God's king. And Simeon has a secret. God's told him he's going to live to see this. He's going to live to see the consolation of Israel with his own eyes. If you look at the passage, it says, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, by God the Spirit, that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Messiah is the Hebrew word for promised king. For generations, faithful Israelites had waited for the consolation of their nation, for the Messiah. And Simeon has a secret. He knows he is going to see it. He knows what's been waited for for generations and centuries is going to happen very soon. And that day, as Joseph and Mary take their newborn son to the temple, on that day, God gets Simeon going, gets him to go to the temple because the wait is over. And Simeon goes up to that young family, who to anyone else in the room would have looked like every other young family coming to offer that sacrifice. But out of all of the families on that day, Simeon takes this one child into his arms and he says some astounding things. Uh, this is what he says. It's in that second indented paragraph in your, uh, your handout. Uh, Simeon says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. What's he saying? Just seeing this little baby means the wait is over. From the sounds of it, Simeon is an elderly man and having seen this little baby, this child who on one level has done nothing and can do nothing, but just seeing Jesus He knows he can now rest in peace. Why? Because he's seen God keep his promises. And there are three things Simeon says about Jesus, three promises God has kept in the coming of Jesus. The three promises are salvation, light, and glory. So the first is salvation. It's the same thing the angels had said 40 days earlier. Today in the town of David, a saviour, has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Simeon holds this baby in his arms and says, just seeing Jesus, just the presence of Jesus means God's salvation is here. Salvation means the hope of forgiveness, the hope of life forever with God. Those ideas we saw in the video right at the start of our time together. And Simeon says, this salvation is for the whole world. Yes, Jesus is born in a little village of Bethlehem, really nowheresville, but his birth changes everything for everyone. So that's God's first promise, salvation. And the second is of light. This baby will be a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Gentiles is the Jewish word for the rest of the world. Simeon is saying Jesus is going to reveal God's light to the whole world. Uh, Not the spotlight of judgment, not the interrogation lamp, but the light of dawn, the light that brings life and warmth. It brings safety, hope and future. So the first promise is salvation. The second promise, light. The third promise is glory. Glory. Uh, glory also has the idea of light and brightness. Once again, Hark the Herald Angels talks about the glory shone around. I think this is why we, we decorate with sparkly and bright things. And big thanks to, to Cliff who's done some wood carvings there. Aren't they beautiful? The, the angels and the, the star over there. We, we use light and brightness and sparkly things at Christmas time because it's a small reflection of the big glory of Jesus. Uh, Glory is also the idea of bigness and goodness. So three things Simeon says about this baby, he will bring salvation, light and glory. Uh, No wonder Simeon is happy, he's content, his life is complete now that he's seen this little baby. Uh, No wonder he praises God. And for us, the wait is over too. Because what Simeon saw in that baby is shown over and over in the life of Jesus. He is light. He reveals what God is really like. If you want to know God, look at Jesus. He is glory. We see this as he heals the sick and calms the storm. Jesus reveals God's glory. And he brings salvation. As Jesus lives the life we could never live, a stainless and spotless life before God, yet he dies the death we deserve to die and raises to life again, rises to life again. And all of this is life, death and resurrection. All of this is for us and for our salvation. All of this reveals God's light and shows his glory. That the coming of the king is not scary, it's not oppressive. But it means light and life and salvation and glory. And we get to share, share, sorry, in the experience of Simeon. The message of Christmas is that the wait is over. We get to share in the experience of Simeon. He sees Jesus with his own eyes. We also get to share in that experience. As Simeon receives Christ into his arms and prays God, this Christmas we are invited to receive Christ and the salvation, light and glory he brings. If you're visiting with us today and you don't know Jesus, we'd love for you... To meet Jesus. Uh, On the welcome table there, uh, we've got copies of Luke's biography of Jesus. So uh, this event is recorded in Luke's biography of Jesus. We'd love for you just to take it. It's in a modern translation, easy to read. It wouldn't take you many hours to read it. You could read it slowly over the uh, next week or so. It's a great way to meet Jesus and to see the light, salvation and glory that Simeon spoke about. And we'd also love to help, uh, help you keep meeting Jesus. Uh, We meet here every Sunday, 9.30 every Sunday, and we'd love for you uh, to come along. And That's the best way to meet Jesus and to know Jesus and to see his salvation, glory, and the light that we've found in Jesus.